Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Stitch Cafe in OKC, and later on in the show, hundreds of reasons to support local businesses. How many hundreds? Stick around and find out. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So we're both busy this weekend. We did have a busy week, but I think your busy trumped my busy. Yeah, because I can look out your window and see where your busy was. It's that time. Again. I know we can't avoid it. I don't know how. Find an, we need to. need a list. No, we need no. a board of things we're not allowed to say yeah, anymore. I, I'm, I'm starting the list. Look, if I can buy a Christmas card. Hang on. No, if I can buy a Christmas card. This says, tis the season. I'm allowed to say it. I'm, I'm putting it on the list that it's being stricken from time of year. <laughs> Is it the first one on the list? Followed, the list. Okay. Followed by, uh, that's awesome. Uh, awesome. so cool. What else? So cool. I don't know. So you went to the Luther Pecan Festival I though. I did. And we have never covered the Luther Pecan Festival on this show. We have not. We have. Loosely discussed. Hey, go to the, you know. I think we when we used to do an event page thing, we used to give a shout out to Luther Pecan Festival and Rose Rock Festival. But really cool setup, tons of food trucks, anything and everything pecan or pecan. Now I heard from a semi-reliable source that their grandpa would say, not my grandpa, that if it's on the tree still. It's a pecan. If it's off the tree, it's a pecan. I don't know if any of that is true. I do know that the post that I created created quite a stir throughout the country about <laughs> pecan versus pecan. Either way, there was a lot of pecan, pecan, bacon. I used to, I remember saying bacon when I was a kid. Whatever you want to call them, however you want to eat, however you want to eat them, they had them. Pecan pot. I don't even know what to say. I just feel like every time I say it, you should just beep it out. And then people can just insert what they think it is. But you could buy pecans by the pound, pecans in the pie. And guess what I got? Pie. No. So our buddy uh, over at Shioki uh, Hot Sauce was there. I knew he was going to be there. I remember him and I talking about what was on his hold calendar. On, hold on, hold what, on, hold on. What, what? You're at the Luther Pecan Festival. Uh -huh. And I said pecan. Yeah, yeah. You're at the Luther Pecan Festival. You run into the hot sauce, sauce. guy from Shioki. <laughs> from Shioki. You're at a pecan festival. Right. Tell me this guy has some pecan hot sauce. When in Luther, do as the Lutherans do. You got to do something pecan. I was shocked. What? Give me the flavor profile of the pecan so the pecan hot sauce. I I know that he had it. Picture, if you will, okay, pecan with a, with. A, a sriracha soaked pecan, really, but it's sweet. It's got, and I was like, when he handed it to me, he showed it to me. He goes, "Sweet pecan, hot sauce." I go, "Are you kidding me right now?" He said, "No." I tasted it, just a little taste. I was like, came back through. Is it like a candied pecan, or is it something different? Yeah, it no. So it's the not, sweetness coming from something else. It's a semi-sweet. I, I I meant to bring it. I'm sorry, and I'll do it next time. It, it's sweet with heat, but. You, this pecan, it's, it's, you know how you can tell when something's just, um, where they have the flavoring, mm -hmm. you know, it's pecan flavored. No, 
This legitimately tastes like a pepper and a pecan rented a birdhouse and got together and came out with uh, <laughs> came out with a squirrel covered in hot sauce. I mean, that's a bad example. Strike that from the record. No, but no, it's great. I ended up taking it home, putting on my leftover tie. I actually have a video that I will post of me tasting the the hot sauce. So people can believe, because if you grab the bottle, it looks like it's gravy. It's got the same color as like a cream gravy. Hold on. You you put your you put your hot sauce on a Thai. On a no, on Thai food. Oh, Thai on, food. Right. Not on a Thai. You said a Thai, I think. Now maybe I missed a word. I will tell you I get my Thai my Thai my pad Thai spicy anyway. It's already got that sweetness from the peanut sauce. You add that pecan to it, next level. It literally cranks it up. Next level. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening, find Shy Oki. He's the guy. They It's a husband and wife team. When Rush Springs was doing their festival, they made a... I'm telling you, they make a flavor for every festival. My only question I have is, what's the Rose Rock Festival going to taste like? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, something tells me it's going to have nodes of... Sandstone, sandstone, red dirt, and rose petals. I don't know what's what they're going to do, but they seem to have a flavor for every occasion. But yeah, spent a lot of time there. I went into an antique shop, found a forty-five RPM album single for Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Nice. Um, yeah, scored some hot sauce. I'm not a big. I'm not big on. I I, I don't eat a lot of nuts. I don't. I don't. You're going to find a way to. AI this up to where it's like, that's I love. I don't know what you're going to do to me. <laughs> but I didn't get any pecans, but I did get hot sauce because I like hot sauce and it's made with pecans. So I'm, I get, I'm in. I'm in. You didn't have any pumpkin pie? No. Didn't eat any sweets, nothing like that. No. Nope. I, I know. I did it wrong. I go places and I eat stuff that I'm not supposed to eat yeah. for the show. Well, you I went know. to the Luther Pecan Festival. I know. And I got the closest you got to pecans was hot sauce. I don't think I did it wrong, did I? Completely? I, I was there. I feel like you had to bring... I know. I had to do something. Bring a little something. I know. I didn't... Bring I, your A game. I you brought my... Wear your stretchy pants. I brought my P game. My P can game. <laughs> we like to douse our taste buds with things that are different. Things that are unique. And I gotta tell you, when you told me about this Stitch Cafe place, when you told me, oh, it's homemade Pop-Tarts, I'm like, what? You gotta tell me... I gotta hear the whole story about these. Okay, so stitch tarts. Stitch tarts. <laughs> I don't think they're called stitch tarts. So, in an attempt to find something unique yeah. and food related, I don't care what anybody says, but November just screams food to me. Right. This is where all the. This is where your diet. It's about the last couple months of the year when you start preparing for yet again your uh, New Year's resolution because it goes out the window in November, December. You have to have intestinal fortitude, which is also connected to your stomach. <laughs> well, I found a place with Pop-Tarts for people who actually have taste buds. Right? Pop-Tarts for big kids? Come on. Pop-Tarts suck. I, there's a lot of nostalgia that goes with Pop-Tarts, but go open yeah. a Pop-Tart. They're now, not good. Now, hang on. I'm, I'm going to say it. And you're gonna, and we'll talk about the one you got, but the ones I get every year around this time of year 
I didn't say it. I didn't say tis the anything or it's that time of... They have a pumpkin pie Pop-Tart that's pretty daggone good about this area of the calendar. See, I'm trying really hard to okay, not say so it. Okay, so I... Okay. Hold that there. Hold that I'm thought. holding it. But holding you can't it. tell me that if you're eating a Pop-Tart, yeah. that A, you feel bad about eating the Pop-Tart because you know it's just garbage, mm. and B, 99% of the time, it's not good. I never, yeah, I never feel bad about eating a Pop-Tart. I don't eat a bunch of them, but this time of year I do. Okay. Go ahead. You're dead to me. Why? Because I said this time of year? I don't know how to, I don't no, know what else to it's say. just, they're they're gross. Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes they're garbage. I'm... It's like eating a Hostess Twinkie. Like it doesn't, it doesn't taste good. If you've had real food, it just doesn't taste good. But the idea of the nostalgia piece, oh, yeah, of Pop Tarts, like every kid eats Pop Tarts. Yeah, but don't sit here and tell me that you and I didn't grow up on Toastums, the Pop Tart <laughs> adjacent. The Pop-Tart adjacent treat from Random Isle that came in a white <laughs> box and said, Strawberry Toastums or Toastettes. Yeah. No, with no icing on it. So, yeah. <laughs> Kids never wanted it. You you gave your friend one, and they never asked again. Yeah, no, they didn't even eat the second one in the package. Yeah. But this, so Stitch Cafe, one of the stars of the show mm-hmm. is they have homemade daily Pop-Tarts. I like the concept. I mean, I really do. I think it's a great idea. But this place is, it's upscale. It's pretty cool. If you're looking for a neat, is neat okay? For now. (laughs) If you're looking for... (laughs) You got till January 1, dude. Okay. If you're looking for a neat place that has a really unique... A, atmosphere, and B, menu. Mm-hmm. Just all around, it, this place is different. But you seemed like, and I'm not trying to call you to the carpet, but you seemed a little insecure because you felt like you were the oldest one there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm not cool enough to hang out here. This wouldn't be my regular spot. They probably thought, did they think the health department was checking in just to make sure their Pop-Tarts were on the up and up? So, they're right there. In like on Film Row, yeah, yeah, they have a shared space with the plant shop. They're right across the street from the Jones Assembly and the twenty one twenty one C Museum Hotel. Uh-huh. It's really it's hip. It's upper dare you say upper crust? I don't know. You know, it's the <laughs> sorry. I was trying to make a pop tart crust. Pun. That's <laughs> that's a good one. I didn't catch that. But it's it's located within the West Village Apartments, right there on oh. Film Row. They have really unique flavors, like they have, like their flavor profiles mm-hmm. are different. Not just, and I, you know, we'll get into the menu, but not just, from what I've kind of been hearing and seeing, and I've, I know some people that went there. They've got everything from the the sweet to the savory. It's not just your. They've got your garden variety things that you, like you said, the nostalgia. You showed me one of yours that you brought back. I'm like, I mean, I I, I don't mean it, but it looks just like a pop tart that you would buy for two dollars. You know, I think that aesthetically it has a lot of characteristics. If we're just going to, we'll just talk about the Pop-Tart. This is not the only thing on the menu. Yeah. Let's just talk about the Pop-Tart for a second. The Aesthetically, it does look like a Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. But I think if you set it side by side with a regular Pop-Tart, mm-hmm. you would realize real quick that it's not the same. Well, yeah. I mean, it's I'm, thicker. It's thicker. It's got more stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It 
it has flaws. You know, yeah. it wasn't kicked out of a machine. But the pop, I so I had two pop tarts mm-hmm. myself, and we'll get to the menu separately. But let's just talk pop tarts right now. So, what was your favorite pop tart that you said? In recent months, the pump, the pumpkin pie. Yeah. So the sweet pop tart that I had mm-hmm. was pumpkin cheesecake. Oh lordy! Which is their currently their seasonal option that they have, and I had a chorizo egg and cheese pop tart. See, I just don't know how, and maybe it's because I'm so used to Pop-Tarts being, a, or toast em ups or whatever the hell we had. I'm so used to those being a certain way that I can't wrap my head around. It's kind of like the Arbuckle fried pies. Mm-hmm. I've had the savory. Not my favorite. I, when I think of fried pie, there's two things that come to mind. Apple or cherry. It's like a Pop-Tart. I can't wrap my head around there being chorizo. And I, like, and I love chorizo and eggs, and hell, I had it this morning. But I can't wrap my head around a pop pastry type food that's not sweet. So describe for me in grave detail. No, the the your experience with the with the savory. Version. Yeah, again, it's the same. The same dough is used. Yeah, but they flavor it so it has spices mm. in the dough. Oh, yeah. It comes out looking completely different than this. So you can tell. They started with the same product. The base yeah. of the Pop-Tart is the same. But whether it's going sweet or savory, that's when they change up what happens to it after that. So the the crust itself on the savory version, I, I don't know if it was like rosemary or it was, it was something, a, a more savory spice. Mm-hmm. And it, it seemed to be a little more buttery. Oh, okay. Kind of a flakier. Than, than the sweet version, which was a little sweeter. Okay. Like it just, like, they dumped the sugar in when they make it a sweet version. Right. Versus. So, it's it's almost like, kind of like eating a, a breakfast taco or something. Like, it had, it was it was legit. It kind of almost sounds like a, you know, uh, Pillsbury makes these, um, I haven't had them, but I know what they are. They're like a, a breakfast version of the toaster strudel, where it's kind of a flakier crust, but it's got... Egg, more of the savory ingredients in mm-hmm. it, minus the minus the icing. More of a, I don't know, like a third of a hot pocket, more or less. It's something like that. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, you know, again, it, it's they were both good. Yeah, I think I preferred the sweet version to the savory. Yeah, version. I think I would too. Even if I, lo- I, I don't wouldn't care if it was filet mignon. I just prefer if it looks like if I'm going to choose between something that looks like something <laughs> I'm really not supposed to have. And something that deceives me and you know is quasi healthy. I'm going with I'm going with the sweet version all day long. So again, before we get straight into the menu, I do want to point I, as far as the aesthetic of the place. Mm-hmm. Again, super hip. Like I felt like like designers put this place together. What did you wear? I was wearing my only an okay uniform. Sweats. No, I had <laughs> I had jeans on. I was wearing an Oklahoma themed T shirt and my Oklahoma ball cap. Dude, you look like a tourist. I always look like a tourist, and with that beard, but maybe like a terrorist. Everybody else was in suits or nice dresses, and I was like, Did they, did they hand you a free water because I thought that's what you were coming in? For? There was one guy that was wearing a cool hat. How cool? You know, like the. Oh yeah, like the slouchy top of the beat. morning. Oh, one or, of those. Yeah, oh, yeah, like like he was. I felt I felt a little out of place just because. So there was a, a, 
a steampunk guy, some lawyers in there. <laughs> everybody was young. Everybody was cool. And dude, don't sell yourself short. You're cool. I'm a to nerd. To your kids. No, my kids. My your kids have kid- passed the point of me being cool. Yeah, that's true. Like I that have, sucks. I have a couple of nephews that might still think that I'm kind of cool. Yeah, it's funny how people, how many adult people think I'm cool because I, I host a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Pay my bills then. Um, before we get into the menu, though, they do have like a full coffee menu. So you know, americanos, oh, lattes. What'd you get? An espresso latte? Uh, no, I I just got a plain americano with heavy whipping cream, which is a good test from my perspective on whether you can whether you're you've got a good coffee setup. See, so you test with the coffee. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about you the other day when you go into places how you test them. You order an egg style that's really hard to do over medium. It's either too hard or it's still runny. I'll either do the over medium or I'll do it like a soft scramble. I do sun. I do scramble or sunny side. My chances of of getting burnt, literally or figuratively, are, are much less if mm-hmm. I go sunny. I got a story to tell you off the air still, but I like how you kind of go in and you don't try to set up any trip hazards. You order a basic coffee. Mm-hmm. See, when I think of Americano, I think that's something fancy, but it's just a coffee with heavy cream. It's espresso and water. Oh, espresso. It is? Sorry. Yeah. I don't know anything. That's why I don't order coffee. That's why I'm intimidated by, by coffee shops. I don't know how to order coffee. My personal favorite, yeah. if, I'm, if money is no object and my blood pressure is not, <laughs> uh, not double, on the line. Double espresso? I like just espresso and cream. Man, I think it's delicious. Mm-hmm. You you you've got to have a good espresso for starters, though. I mean, if you're going to be like, boom, it's right there in your face. Yeah, but espresso and a little bit of cream, a little bit of heavy whipping cream is perfect. But the americano, you can taste how well how well they are making their espresso and whether they're using quality products or not. So I like that. I like it as a, a good test. Do you use? You ever drink Cafe Bastello coffee? You know, I think my sister uh, drinks that regularly, so every time I'm at my sister's house. Speaking of almost having a heart attack, I was like one day, like, I want to get some ground coffee. But I want to get, I don't want to get Folgers, I don't want to get, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the other, what's the other one? I don't know, Toll House? No, it's a cookie. But I was like, I'm going to get this Cafe Bostello. There's a lot of it on the shelf, but it, it should be pretty good. I looked it up, five stars. Dude, I took one sip. And my heart rate went through the roof. I was like, well, I guess this is going to the freaking mice because I can't eat. I can't drink it. It was strong. Okay, so as far as their menu goes, for breakfast, they have tacos, burritos, and bowls. And the way they work, you pick between a burrito or a bowl, and then you can choose between rice, potatoes, or tots. And then they've got uh, whole black beans, refried, black, barbecue, um, all that sort of stuff. And then it's, you know, steak and eggs or... It's bacon and eggs. Rock solid menu, mm. I think, for breakfast. Again, though, I think tarts are the star of the show. I had the chorizo egg and cheese, but they've got bacon, egg and cheese, jalapeno cactus, ham and cheese on the savory side. On the sweet side, strawberry prickly, yeah, which the, is... Yeah, prickly pear. Um, Yummy. Which I got one for Amber and took a bite of it. It's good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Again, I'm not the sweet... You're kind of a basic guy. No, I don't I just, mean it that in a bad way. I like the prickly pear okay. addition to the strawberry. I do. I don't like 
the generic. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Strawberry goo that they put in a regular pop tart. Right. They have apricot, uh, apricot and honey. They have peanut butter. They've got brown sugar. They've got a campfire, which is basically bleh. gross because it's got marshmallow in it, dude. It's a freaking s'mores. It's a s'more. Grody, man. Those are gross. But then they've got the seasonal tart, which right now is pumpkin cheesecake. Yeah, you're a seasonal tart. <laughs> but here's the thing. Looking at their menu, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of your you know, your garden variety. I'm not saying garden variety, but speaking of garden variety, they've got some vegan options. But I would probably lean towards the tarts because there's a, some greatest hits of things you could probably get somewhere else. Homemade, homemade Pop-Tarts, no one else is doing it. No, I agree. I see the appeal of, you know, their menu is rock solid for yeah. a, a breakfast location. You know, the bowls, the burritos, mm-hmm. breakfast tacos, that sort of stuff. I like all of that, but you're right. The star of the show is yeah. the Pop-Tart. Not a doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm looking at their menu, other stuff on the menu. I'm going, that. I'd eat that, I'd eat that, I'd eat that. And also, too, the prices for what you get aren't terrible. I mean, this is about what I would pay for one person for brunch. You know what I mean? I mean, what was your ticket out the door? Um, I I got a whole lot of stuff because I was sampling stuff. I think I spent about $25, but I think if I'm being honest about how much it would cost me to eat there, if I was just eating for myself, I would completely get away with... 20 bucks? No, way less. I would be fine with an Americano and... A pop tart, and I think I think that's ten dollar bill. Ah, huh. that's not bad, man. Yeah, like I said, there's some stuff on. Hell, I'd eat, I I'll eat. I don't care. I can eat vegan. I can eat regular. They've got migas. They got vegas. If you want, I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff that is on my radar. But yeah, it's it's definitely would be all about the freaking pop tarts. Not a question. As far as the coffee goes, they have um, they use a lot of local roasters and things of that nature. So they've got some high quality coffee. Uh, same thing with the tea. They've got all the the normal flavor combos for coffee. So if you, you know if you like a latte, you yeah. know, caramel latte, whatever, they've got all that covered. But something that was surprising to me, mm. they're a breakfast brunch place. They've got a bar. They're not playing around with their bar. No, they're not. And on top of that, a lot of the themes that they have in the food carry over into the drinks. Oh yeah. They've got a prickly pear mojito. Mm. They've got something called the Stitch Punch, which is a house fruity punch mixed with vodka and champagne. They do a lot of neat, a lot of things that kind of trip the nostalgia switches yeah. pretty well. And they've got a really good theme. Like, a, it goes across the menu. Yeah, it's very Southwestern-infused themes. Like, I was looking at their old-fashioned, they have an Oaxacan uh, old fashioned made with mezcal and tequila. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I'm not a big drinker, but I might try one of those, or I might have a mango chili margarita. <laughs> um, again, though, I think overall pricing is great, which I don't understand because they are in really a high value spot. Yeah. So price wise, you expect it to be a little bit exorbitant because mm-hmm. you're right there in the mix of in the heart of yeah, really kind of the up and coming area right. of Oklahoma City. So I expected to have a little bit of sticker shock, and I didn't. Yeah, that's so- sooner Silicon Valley down there. 
I don't know if if we're calling if if the, if that's a good title or not. But I was surprised that it was as economic as it was. Right. The nostalgia piece. I would. I honestly, I like all the other items on the menu, but I think the pop tarts A are the star of the show. But B, I think I think you could probably go just whole hog into. Mm-hmm. We make pop tarts for people with taste buds, and probably kill it, and probably kill it. But they're—I mean—they're not struggling by any stretch of the right. imagination. They were packed. Again, it's cool. It's hip. I have a million-dollar question. Okay, go ahead. What the hell were you doing down there? I specifically went on a mission to find this place. Which you tell me how often that works for us? Yeah, it never works. It never works. I think we have tried and failed a thousand times. To go on a mission to one place based on a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that the fact that we're having this show is a, a testament to this isn't only an okay first that we <laughs> went somewhere to try a food based on a recommendation and it actually worked out for us. So I, I was impressed, but there is one additional thing that I did want to bring up. What? You can special order pop tarts. Really? Dude, like you want you want to have a party with your buds and have an 80s themed party where you're playing, you know, Super, uh, Nintendo, Super and- Nintendo and you want like real pop tarts for uh-huh. Dude, they make these pop tarts, they're pop tart size. They will make it in any flavor that you want. Really? They will work with you on a theme, or you can just say, I want this. Yeah, that, that right there tells me that's the only part of the menu I care about. That, that right there. It, and that's the other thing, too. The fact that they offer a customizable options, that should be the front runner. That, that should be. I mean, did they offer you a Pop-Tart right off the bat? When you order other, I wonder if they do that. If you order food, do they automatically suggest a pop tart for dessert? I, I asked to... for recommendations. I got my coffee first. I asked for recommendations, and she went straight to the pop tarts. There you go. They uh, their custom orders do require seventy two hour notice, mm. but they're all individually packaged. Wow! On your custom orders, labeled and packaged for you, and the pricing on that is surprisingly inexpensive. Mm. Like it's based on how many you're ordering. But I think it gets all the way down to like two bucks a pop. Wow. If you want more information on the Stitch Cafe in Oklahoma City, check out their website, stitchokc.com. Right. And tell them that we sent you and they're going to ask you who we are. Well, after the break, I bet you a hundred bucks you're going to like this news story. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. All right, so new story out of KFOR. Good news. Homeland shoppers surprised with $100 grocery gift cards. Dude, I like Homeland. I grew up in a Homeland. I like Homeland. But this is a, a neat 
holiday news story, local holiday news story. Out of Oklahoma City, some lucky last-minute shoppers have a hundred more reasons to be thankful for the holiday season. So we uh, Weoki Federal Credit Union and Homeland teamed up to give away $100 gift cards to random shoppers at the store on 126th, or 122nd in South Rockland. The homeland that I grew up in would not have given you a $100 gift card. Uh, they would have let you pay your cable bill there and buy concert tickets. <laughs> Boy, how the times have changed. <laughs> I'm not jealous, but man, I could really use a $100 uh, Homeland gift card right now. I think it's neat when they do this sort of stuff. This is the difference between local businesses and the big national businesses. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says, but you see the the news stories where you know somebody somebody went into Walmart and paid for everybody's layaway. Right. I guarantee you, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, yeah, that was a native ad. Walmart did that crap just so they could get put on the news. Yeah. And then get other people to do what they wanted the the advertising for. Yeah. So you have random people going in. I want to pay twelve dollars on somebody's layaway program this year. Regard and regardless of the reason why they Weoki and Homeland did this, it's still a pretty cool gesture. No, obviously. I think I think it's great yeah. that they're actually giving their money. Whereas I think the Walmart thing, I think it's an advertising scam. You, Whereas I think this is something where they really thought, you know, how can we give back to the community? But can I play devil's advocate? Sure. I guarantee Homeland's banking on someone spending. It's like a casino giving you free money. Homeland's banking on them spending that money back in Homeland. I mean, it's always a possibility, but I like that the CEO of the CEO of Weoki said with the high cost of inflation, groceries going up, gas going up, and all of those things, we just wanted. To, we wanted to try to reduce some of that pain and that stress. Yeah, I mean it's a, a great gesture. The price of everything's is gone. Everything's <laughs> price of everything. All is the gone. things. All the things. All of them, especially around this time of the year. I didn't do it. It's not on the list. It's not on the list, Mister Super Cool Dad. Did you say this was super cool that they did that? I think you did. I'm, super cool is not on this list. Cool, awesome, no, so cool, and no, cool. cool. You're not allowed to say cool. I didn't say cool. I said super cool with the hyphenation. Super cool. It goes on the list. Okay, I'll add it to the list. I really think cool should be on there with an asterisk next to it. You, super. You, you're cool. not allowed to say cool unless you're referring to the weather. This is as cool as the weather outside. You can't do that either. <laughs> you're not allowed to try to slip a Mickey in there. No, I think I think it's important for people to do this. I would. I know it's. It's hard to find these news stories because when when you don't have a big company like mm-hmm. Homeland or Weoki Credit Union partnering, fit, yeah, fitting the bill, yeah, then it doesn't hit the radar. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more of these stories from you know smaller places mm-hmm. doing smaller things because the reality of it is there are a lot less homelands than there used to be. Remember, there was a homeland here, there, and everywhere. They're still hanging on. They're still giving back. They treat their employees really well. I've never met somebody that ever worked for Homeland that had a negative thing to say about them. They run their, they run a tight ship. They run a great business. Weoki, they've been around forever, mm-hmm. and it just it it sounds like a great partnership for a for an obviously great cause. And I wish I would have been there for it. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> Well, it has recently been brought to my attention, our attention, uh, our good friend, 
uh, one of our good friends, Jason, over at the Taste of Choctaw Guys, uh, informed me today that if you want to message us on the back end in our <laughs> in Facebook's rear end, because that's what they're being, is a bunch of jack wagons, you can't message us on Facebook anymore. You can't message business to business. And we can't engage with fans through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I thought it was weird that we just kind of... Like we were getting all, we had all of this traction on and, yeah, and on Facebook, died. and then all of a sudden nobody nobody was messaging us. And I thought, well, you know, maybe it's it's the holidays. Maybe that's where it went. No, well, they just turned it off. Well, and I thought I, when I tried to message the Are You Serious guys about a meetup, it immediately came back with not receiving messages. I was like, Have we been? Did they block us? So I didn't. And then they emailed us. And I was like, Wait, that's weird. So, more to the point, if you want to reach out to us at all, you are bound and determined to reach out to us. You have to do it through our email. Definitely. We want to hear from you. Let us know mm-hmm. if we got something wrong, if we missed something, if there's if there's a place we hadn't been to yet, if you want Brett to... Eat a breakfast burrito. No, you don't have to want that. That's just going to happen. <laughs> if you want Brett to drive halfway across the state to try somebody's calf fries or whatever, whatever it is... Let us know. Shoot us over an email. Only an okay show at gmail.com. That's right. Only an okay show podcast. New episodes every single week. Rain, sleet, snow, or COVID. I'm Brent. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. You know, I was talking to Amber about the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast and uh-huh. how I think personality-wise fit right in with who? We? Me. You. Me? Brett Manzer. Huh. Why? Because of all the top five stuff. Yeah, the top five thing, man. I can't do it. A, there's too much nuance. And if you did something like top five movie vehicles, my list is all over the place and it really depends on... The time of year. The specifics of it and what it's in reference to, because, you know, there are a lot of cool vehicles, and they they touched on a lot of them. Yeah. But is that number one? Is that number five? It depends. And I was kind of scrolling through the comments because I went ahead and commented, I don't know if you noticed this, to distance myself from the controversy of, who so you're not implicated. I normally put Brett. Yours Yours truly, sincerely, Brett. With my top five, I was waiting to see if you were going to check me mm-hmm. on any of them. I like everything on your list. Whether they're in the right order is a whole nother, a whole nother thing. 80s movie, mm. the car was... I don't even remember what the car was, but the guy wore a helmet the whole time. He was like an the alien. The Wraith. Was it the Wraith? Yeah. That was a cool car. Early, early Charlie Sheen movie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's called the Wraith. I had an open the hood, and the the engine was like yeah. a floating, like uh, neon blue. Whatever. Did you ever, did you ever see Death Race two thousand with um, a very young Stallone and uh, Peter Fonda? I had to have seen it. You've seen it, not Peter Fonda, uh, David Carradine. I want to say Stallone's. I might be wrong. It may just be David Carradine. But here, my reason for the selection, my selections is. 
the car has to almost be its own character in the movie. Uh-huh. It, it sure it's about who's driving it, but Bullet, sure Steve McQueen's driving it through San Francisco and jumping hills, but it's as much a part of the movie that they hell when they re-released the Mustangs in the early early to mid twos, the Bullet Mustang. I mean, it 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 it's a part of the. If you're going its own character, though, then really you're talking Herbie. Well, that's in there, too, probably. It's got to be the top of the list. Well, yeah. What's another great example? I mean, the Bandit, uh, T.A., only one it, person can drive it. Was it, uh, that's a great damn movie, by the way. Smokey uh, the Bandit? Oh, yeah. Who was the Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Wasn't uh, it Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the delivery vehicle? Yeah. I got to look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Am I imagining? No, I can't. Rem- I don't know that it showed it very much, but it was a it was a boat. What's that sign say? No shirt, no shoes, no dice. <laughs> the Camaro Z twenty eight from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, the one that um that they uh, no Forrest Whitaker drove and they wrecked it. Remember that? Uh, what's his name? The dude that was wearing the pirate hat the whole time. What oh. was he driving? I don't think it really showed his car. I think it was like a big Cadillac or something. It was some ungodly size. And car. Sean Penn had the the, the, VW had the van. bus. Yeah, yeah. I'm, there are a bunch. Yeah, like this list would be. Yeah, but I'd have to have like a top 100 list. But here's the problem, and I love you to death, but it wouldn't count. I, I to me, and I, I have a hard time putting the DeLorean from Back to the Future on there because in reality. It really only did one thing that grounded it in reality is when he, they did the first test run, the 88 mile an hour with the, obviously didn't leave the, the, the flame trails, but the car itself really wasn't, yes, it was the, it was the, the literal and figurative vehicle of the movie mm-hmm. to get Marty from here to there. Mm-hmm. But in reality, until, they hovered up. That was CGI when they when it, the wheels came in at the end of the movie and they took off to, you know, part two, basically, uh, which I'm still jarred by the whole Leah Thompson switch uh, from two to one to two. But anyway, the DeLorean, sure. But for me, I just, I don't know. I, I think all my choices, like from Vanishing Point and stuff like that, were where the vehicle was a an integral, and again, Back to the Future, yes, the DeLorean was an integral part to the movie, but it, it didn't, I don't know, it just didn't do anything for me in that way. Hmm. I don't know. I need to see a car jumping a bridge. Like, hell, if they said TVs or movies, A-Team Van, uh, General Lee. Yeah. No, uh, there's a kid. ton. The truck from Fall Guy. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That truck is badass. Chevy's actually bringing... I say bringing it back, but it's a, a newer ver- in a, in the new Fall Guy movie with Ryan Gosling. They have a newer version of that. No, you didn't say that. Uh-huh. Please stop. No, I did. For what? In its defense, in its defense, it is being directed, written, choreographed by stunt men. So it's going to have a lot of practicals, stunts, and effects, and things like that in it. Ryan Gosling is no Lee Majors, dude. I know Come on. I know, I know. I like Ryan Gosling, but give me a break. I know. I know. But what Heather, what's her name? The girl Locklear? On, no. Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas was smoking. 
I had such a big crush on her. Golly, yeah. It had the corniest theme song, though. I'm sorry, Lee Major sing. Well, he didn't really sing. He sing-talked it. Dude, shut up. That was the coolest. I mean, it, okay, it, well, it is. All guy theme song, gotta do it. Come on. I was just saying, I mean, well, it's not as bad as the Walker Texas Ranger one. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Okay, Chuck. You there yet? I'm working on it. YouTube won't let me play anything. You gotta be kidding me. What's it saying? Uh. I can see it. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. Okay. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, going fast with the girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up Okay, as it's mine. not as bad as It's a death defying life I leave. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. I might roll a brand new car. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. Okay, come on. Okay, it's a good one. It's a good one. But Rockford, his Trans Am, what, or not Trans Am, uh, but Firebird. Firebird. Not, yeah. Um, the Scar- Starskin Hutch, the Torino. Yeah. No, dude, they're, literally, that list is huge. Yeah, it's huge, man. Hell, you got to go Kit. Kit, yeah. You remember, you remember the show Nighthawk? It was kind of a quasi Knight Rider, but I, I, I want to say who, the, who was the guy that played him. Anyway. He basically had a mobile, like, I don't know what you call it, mobile base. It was an 18-wheeler with a trailer, and he would drive off the back of the, the trailer. Nighthawk TV series? Yeah, it's called Nighthawk. Is it pulling up? No. Streethawk? Maybe Streethawk. Maybe it was Street Airwolf? Hawk. No, it was Street Oh, okay. Does it remember now? Yeah. Who was the... Uh, I don't know why I feel like it was Rex Smith. 13 episodes. This was a short-lived thing. Yeah, no, I gotta go the truck from Fall Guy ahead of that. I'm pretty sure this is motorcycles. Well, yeah. Okay. But I'm just thinking of TV vehicles in general. Hell, dude. How do we miss it? Magnum's Ferrari, man. Oh, yeah, no. Amber and I were talking about it, and that that was one that came up. Yeah, Magnum's Ferrari is, like, tops. Dude, Magnum had it all. He had that cool-ass mustache. Cool mustache. Dude, the only part, I'm telling you, no one else can pull a mustache off. There's Tom Selleck in the... Okay, wrong. Sam Elliott. The yeah. Mount Rushmore of mustaches. There's only two guys. It's Selleck and it's Sam Elliott. What are you looking? You're going to look up Hitler? <laughs> no, I was... Chuck Norris, dude. Yeah, He had but, a rock-solid stash. Yeah, but he wasn't... He was more known for, you know, advertising the stretchy jeans in the Century magazine. I don't think that was... When you think of Chuck Norris, though, it's not his mustache. That's not the first thing that comes to mind for me. Okay. Because he he didn't always have it. No, he switched to a beard, but he was he was stashed up until Delta the 90s. Force. Well, he had a beard in Delta Force or Invasion USA, one of those two. Who else got a good stash? They're out there. Clark Gable had a good stash. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we'll give uh, Shirley you can't be serious. 
podcast to run for the money and do the top five, five mustache. best mustaches in movies and and or TV or just movies? just best stashes. Best stashes. Mm. You gotta, like, when you're talking iconic mustaches, there's one. What <laughs> that you can't add to the list? You can't. It's you. You had to put an asterisk next to his name, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, that's not who I was thinking. I was <laughs> no. like, they both had the same kind of mustache. I think Charlie had it first, though. Uh. <laughs> I wonder if the Fuhrer took the idea for that mu- that mustache from Charlie Chaplin, thinking that it would be more relatable and people would think he was funny. I doubt it. Um. Okay. Mein Fuhrer. Uh, Hulk what? Hogan. Okay. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson had a good mustache. Oh, shit. What? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. Um, Burt Reynolds. Going with the wrestler thing, keeping it keeping it with that. Um, Rick Rude had a really good mustache at one point. Oh, you're talking about Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what he's uh, my name of Bull, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott is a good one. Uh very nice. Yeah, that guy. Who else? I have best mustache in USA. Hmm. Who else? I'm thinking. You're starting to grab. You're starting. Okay, I'm going to say something, and I want it to rub you the wrong way. It's got to have. It has to have a sex. Don't you think? No, I said iconic. Ah, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, I can see it. Wilford Brimley sported a a pretty badass stash for a while. All right, hang on. I don't know if this is in any particular order. Weird. This list I have lists ev- everyone we've talked about except for two of them. Okay. Groucho Marx, which that was painted on. Okay. Clark Gable. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy does normally has a damn good mustache. But Tom Selleck's top of the heat. Of course. Uh, here are, well, um, what's his freaking name? Famous artist. Uh, crazy. Um, that doesn't air yeah, that Picasso? Doesn't, that, yeah, no, Salvador. Dolly. Uh, Salvador Dolly. Uh, let me see. Here, I'm going to go through this list real, real fast. Go for it. Now hang in there. Top 40. We don't have to talk Jeez. about it. Number one, Emiliano Zapata. Okay. Number two, Salvador Dolly. Okay. Number three, Alex Trebek. Trebek. Yeah, I don't know. Charlie Chaplin, number four. Albert Einstein comes in at number five. Now this is according to Men's Health. Communist. Number six, Sam Elliott. He's top ten. There's not a question. He's probably top three. Number seven, Mark Twain. Yeah. No? Doesn't do anything for you? Dude, Mark Twain's mustache looks like a a cat died on his lip. Like, it is not not groomed. They didn't really care about that back then. Um, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Nietzsche? That's another one that looks like something died on his mouth. Uh, David Harbour? Comes in in top ten, number nine. Uh, okay. They put Frida Frida Kahlo on there. I I I thought it was mustaches, not eyebrows. But okay. General Ambrose Burnside. Now that's a that's a, a, a yeah. <laughs> that's up there, man. Burt Reynolds, t- number twelve. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on yeah. this list. Thirteen. Theodore Roosevelt. Hey Teddy. Tom Selleck at fourteen. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You, this they they they've lost their rights to do list. Surely you can't be serious. Podcast can do this list. Men's health is disqualified. Well, okay, let's see what's at the bottom. Okay, okay. Inigo Montoya is at twenty. 
That's a good one. But Freddie would, Mercury at 21? I don't think so, guys. I don't know that I ever thought that Freddie Mercury's mustache didn't look... But like here's it. the thing. If you don't have a mustache, you're not allowed to make a list about mustaches. I'm willing to bet money that whoever can prize this list does not have a mustache. Why is Rebecca Romaine on this list? They're calling... Oh, because they're jokingly saying a milk mustache because she did an ad. All right, let's do... Um, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis as Daniel Plainview. That's fine. As a character, sure. All right, let's go to the bottom. By the way, Wilford Brimley is on the list. I saw it. Geraldo Rivera was on there. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like Geraldo. Ever since ever since he screwed me on Jimmy Hoffa's... Oh, the reveal? Yeah, I, I, I just... I got no respect for him. He can't be on any list. Number I, 40, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Again, I think that's a mustache that could probably stand to be higher on the list. That's a pedo stash. Yeah, you know, I think Hitler wins the pedo stash award. The touchy feely Fuhrer. <laughs> Are you ready to jump in? I don't know if we're allowed to talk about Hitler at all. We'll find out. Like on the internet. Coming up next. There is no next. We got kids. Coming up, coming up on next week's episode. <laughs> we're trying to talk to the. We're, you can't hear us. Mayday, mayday. I know why you don't do top fives. I just don't think a cartoon goes. I don't think it, we can poll. I'm not saying it's in the top five. I'm saying it has to be considered. Give me your top five cars right now. I can't because I do, dude, it's not possible. What is one, what is the car that you have the most of an attachment to? If you saw it and you go, what's the one car? That's rough, dude, because seriously. Am I in a am I in a superhero mode where I want Listen, there's no superheroes. It's nineteen eighty something, and you've got to make sure you're in front of the TV for one thing. Now we're talking TV? It can be TV or a movie. I'm what saying, year? What year is it? Give me a year. Let's go Not the car. What no. year is, what year in my life is this? Let's go eighty six. Eighty six. What'd you say? Eighty six. Eighty six. Shit, that's hard. So that's that, a hard year. I'm probably, I'm, dude. I'm probably because what are you two years older prob- than me? Probably stuck on the general. Okay, it could be. But here's the thing: most of what you've named, the, the the ones that pull at your heartstrings, were around us all the time. It was TV shows. Mm-hmm. It was the, it was our freaking underwear. <laughs> it was all that. Yeah. So General Re- General Lee, your number one in 1986. It probably would have been my number one. Okay. Mm, it would have been a toss up between the General Lee. And the... A-Team Van? Oh, God dang it. 1986 would have been A-Team Van. Yeah, I gotta... Hell, 86 would have been the Bandit. Yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. That's See, that's why I can't do top fives, because it really... It changes. So, I mean, so if somebody said top five 80s cars, that doesn't mean 1982 Camaro. Top five cars from the... The from your exposure your, in the eighties. In the eighties, yeah, that's okay. You probably got to go with. Is this in any particular order? No, because I can't. I think you can. I can't. I want to help you do this. No, you have much. You would have so much more fun. No, because literally it would change twenty seconds from now. I know, but it's not like me giving you my Mount Rushmore of whatever, and I've got it's got six heads on it. <laughs> a team van. The Back to the Future, DeLorean, mm-hmm, two. Uh, the Smokey and the Bandit, Trans Am, three. Anything from Cannonball Run? No, you got to pick one. Uh, 
Lambo. The Lambo? Yeah, yeah. The, the the Adrian Barbeau Lambo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've tried to get out of tickets like that. I don't know. And get the Stingray from Equalizer. Ooh. Pulled that one right out of my ass. You went with a B-side. Yeah. No, uh, I that's loved a hidden, that car. That's a hidden track. Yeah. Okay, now rank them. Oh. oh. I'm forcing you. To, I, just do one for me. Give me rank those for me right now. You went with a deep cut. That that tells me that you can do it. Uh, okay. Okay. Generally. Okay. You cannot change your mind. <laughs> I hate your Until guts. next week. Generally, a team van. I'm with you. Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Equalizer car, and then I'm gonna have to do. I think I'm leaving Marty McFly off the list and going with the Lambo. So is that five? That's five. Wow. Leaving leaving maybe one of them and I'm not saying this I'm not saying this from I can't believe you did that. I'm saying it from a that's a bold move. The one of the most iconic cars I know. in the eighties. But let's make be honest. List. And it didn't make it didn't make mine. Let's be honest though. The DeLorean was a grade A piece of shit. It was a piece of shit. It it I was looking at the specs because I was like it seemed to me when they were talking about, I, I think it was on movies that made us or whatever, or something else I was watching. They were talking about how the DeLorean, yes, the top speed, top speed was 155 miles an hour, but it, they couldn't, I don't think they could get it that fast. So 88 miles an hour is really pushing it, which 88's a really, I'm sure somebody's broken down why 88 miles an hour or whatever, but yeah, the, the DeLorean is regained popularity. You can buy kits now, like DeLorean oh, yeah, kits. No. But it's a yeah, it was a piece of shit. Like there was one of my old bosses um, owns a DeLorean. Really? Yeah. Like the True Blue DeLorean? Yeah. Oh wow! Like saved up his entire life to buy a DeLorean. To buy a DeLorean, like that's that was his dream, and he got it a few years back. Huh. I ever tell you the story hmm. when I was uh, doing like the in-home service stuff, using my own vehicle, and I went and bought a vehicle. And I got pulled over in, I want to say, it was on I-40, Alfords, Texas. Yeah. And I got pulled over. And uh, 1994 Yugo. (laughs) I get pulled over. And the cop... You deserve to get pulled over. The cop pulled me over. And I was like, is he pulling me over? So I pull over. And he's like, you know how fast you were going? I was like, 65? Yeah. And he goes, no, you were going 80-something miles an hour. <laughs> I no said, way. I literally laughed out loud. And I said, dude, this car wouldn't go 80 miles an hour if you dropped it out of a plane. Yeah, in a tailwind. <laughs> yeah. Like, not happening. A Yugo? Yes. You're the only person I've ever met that claims to have ever owned a Yugo. I know one other person no, that's claimed No, it wasn't a, a Yugo. What was it? It was a Geo Metro. Geo, oh, yeah, there's not a chance in hell it was going 80. Yeah, it, no, 80, sorry, not Yugo. Downhill, maybe. With a load of bricks in the front seat. Yeah, no. But I tell you what, it got the best gallus mileage you've ever had in a vehicle. Exactly why I bought it. God, there's people that still buy those. Because I was getting, uh, I was getting paid mileage. Oh God, dude, they were paying me a ridiculous amount of mileage, and I was like, you know, if I went and bought this car, I would Pocket. be killing it. Oh yeah, I'd be like, and so I went and bought that car specifically for that, yeah. and like literally paid for itself within six months. You probably only paid what a couple grand, uh, maybe. I don't, I don't remember how much it was. You know those things go for like three, four thousand dollars now. 
the old Geo Metros and the Geo, uh, what's the other one? Tracker. Geo they Tracker. U- they use them as tow behinds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted a tracker, man. But they're dangerous. They're garbage. They're garbage, yeah. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. We got a show to do. Yeah, we do. Well, we putting some beef on that back, putting some back on this baby. Three, two, one.